how is it going everyone welcome back to the locker room it's your boy nakeem alongside me is none other than my boy malik malik talk to the people how are you doing today i'm chilling relaxing maxing all cool fantastic yeah it's already rhyming it's like as if he's trying to freestyle to start off the the episode are you trying to freestyle if you are i could uh, i could uh, arrange um, I, I have an official announcement to make i stole that bar from nakeem oh i'm, I'm uh is my ghost writer oh my gosh yeah, everyone just so you know malik is a certified capper you know how there's like certified lover boy there's like <laughs> Certified capper boy, that's my champagne poetry. Oh, 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 we got to get in his back for a second. We got to get in his back for a second. But uh, we're back talking about some hip hop music, you know, doing the thing that we love. Uh, it's been a week since we uploaded the last episode. Hope you all enjoyed that. You know, we had some great discussion even after that episode about artists and albums, discographies of some sort. I'm still surprised you chose section 80 section for Kendrick 80. And Lamar. Hold up. Wow. That's what I got to say. Hold up. Wow. I imagine <laughs> if, if this was on YouTube right now, the comments would have been like, how could you not you DK Man City, one of the greatest <laughs> albums I was ever created in the, in the history of music? Yeah, come on, Mac. We're going to pull up on your block. We'll do all those. You're not know, a like. true hip-hop fan. Have you ever heard of um, <laughs> Money Trees? That's one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. What does Section 80 have? Rick and Morty? What is that? Rick and Morty? <laughs> Rick and Morty. <laughs> Anyways. I like that. I like that. Music is subjective. We're just trying to talk our opinion. If you don't like that, then leave. Bye. <laughs> Have, have, a great, have a great day. Have a great day. Everyone's probably wondering um, why we're coming off with this much attitude. We're not. We're just having fun. We're just going with it. And um, it's kind of weird to start off with that much energy in a way because the topic that I have uh, selected for us is not really the most uh, uh, upbeat, I guess you could say, because I feel, I've personally been someone who's felt very strong about this. And um, me and Malik uh, are here, and I'm going to get Malik's opinions, and we're just going to talk it out about our personal thoughts on posthumous albums. That's right? a good. That's a good concept. I like that. And this, the the reason I was thinking about this was because I was on my way to school and I was listening to some Mac Miller, right? I listened to some Mac Miller, and um, one thing I've noticed with Mac Miller is that his label and his camp never went crazy with posthumous work. They never just started chucking out music as soon as he passed away to yeah. capitalize on the fame. Yeah. But there have been other artists that have got that treatment. One that comes to mind right away is X. Mm -hmm. You know, X was someone who was on the rise to being one of the greatest artists that we have ever seen. And then as soon as he passed away, it felt like we're getting all these unfinished work that just didn't sound good. Pop Smoke got a good posthumous album, which was one, I believe it was called Shoot for the Moon, Aim for the Stars, Shoot right? Shoot for the Moon, Aim for the Stars, but then the next one the after next that. The next one after that was not no, good at all. No. And we saw he had features with people that we never would have thought Pop Smoke would ever do songs with. And the people that he would have done songs with that he said in interviews, because in an interview he said, uh, I don't bleep, which is, um, I guess you could say, I don't mess with people. And one of the people, he's like, but I do mess with like Lil TG. I do mess with Cowboy. Cowboy, I was about to say. And uh, Cowboy originally wasn't even on the shoe for the moon name for the stars. He was added on in the deluxe. And, you know, Cowboy fell away because that's his boy. He should have been on, he would have been on that Facts. project no matter what. Facts. But the reason I bring this up because I feel this is something that kind of ruins the beauty and the authenticity of music. Whether this mm -hmm. is hip hop or pop or country or whatever the genre is. Music that is made by these artists are mu is music and work, and it's essentially art that they are creating themselves. 
And now when you're taking that out of their hands because they're no longer here to paint that brush that they're able to do to create that sort of painting, you're now misconstruing what they wanted to do with their work. There's probably so much of that material that we've heard from X's posthumous albums that he would have never put out there. But the label is just trying to get that money and it's becoming such a ugly thing in my opinion and it made me think about this because yeah me too because although some of the posthumous albums are really good like i will i will admit i love shoe for the moon and for the stars yeah yeah but should it be a thing where we don't do posthumous albums mm-hmm. should we just once this artist passes away even if they had an album in the works should we just not allow that to be released like what do you think do you think there should be maybe like a one or two or do you think posthumous albums should not be released because the the artist doesn't get a final say in how their art is is, uh, put out to the media yeah i think if you want to release a posthumous album you know the intentions of all the record labels you could say are very questionable because you know off the top you could say you know they have really good intentions when it comes to x uh, Pop Smoke, and now Friday, King Von's posthumous album is releasing this week, so we're going to see what's happening with that. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the marketing aspect of that hasn't been hasn't been good. It's been subpar, as you could say, a little bit less than that. Um, not their best work. You know, just people trying to chase that bag, and maybe take advantage of the specific rapper or artist or musician's fame. You could say, and I totally agree with you. I think there are ways that you could avoid that, and you could release posthumous albums in a respectable way. Maybe get your fam, maybe get certain family involved. Maybe, like you said, release one or two singles here and there mm-hmm. to pay tribute. Like, you could release like a single for them on their birthday or something like that. That'd, that'd be really cool, and just just to commemorate uh, what they did in the rap game or the hip hop game. But right now, it's on a big streak, and it's hard. You could say the distinction between old school and new school. Like, you could argue the best posthumous album of all time is Life After Death, Biggie. Yeah, you could argue yes, that even yes, uh, yes. even uh, even the even the. Uh, the Don Caluminati, Tupac's, mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, Aaliyah had uh, Aaliyah had like three or four albums come out this year of, from all her work. Yeah, I was like, I, that, that I was like, too. that's that's really interesting. Why three or four albums? That's crazy. And so far, like so late, late on after. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I understand. Like, she got people like Timbaland, who's close friends with her, involved. Yeah. And uh, what's it? What's her? What's his name? Uh, Dame Dash, because uh, she's really close to Dame Dash. But you, but you could tell, like, I think from old school and new school, you could say. They like they got on it. They did it right away. P Diddy did a really excellent job with Biggie's album, but right now it's just they're on a big streak of just chasing that bag and just trying to keep relevancy in their name, and it's all about money. And that's the thing that um, gets at me because I'm looking at this Pop Smoke track list from Faith. A lot of tracks. The, first of all, there's 30 tracks in total. Dior is on here. <laughs> I'm just I'm looking right. at that. Dior. What would you say the duration of the track list? Is is uh is probably the prime reason for them making so much money, and oh definitely, and, and you know you could say it's really controversial the amount of tracks. Like oh definitely, eight, like Aaliyah has like twenty two tracks I think it's like and these tracks are like wait. short. They don't sound finished. Majority of it isn't even Pop Smoke on the album. It should be a group of people featuring Pop Smoke. Like that's literally what it should be. You, the ton, tons of features. That's like that. That's an effect right there. You could see if, if there's a lot of features in the posthumous album. It's like wow. There's a track with Dua Lipa. Will, will Pop Smoke... I don't know if Pop Smoke would have ever done a track with Dua Lipa. Pop and Smoke I, I'm and just, Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa's hopping on a track? I'm looking. There's one where he's the, with the Neptunes. And I'm not saying like 
I'm not ruling it completely oh, out that he would that ever he would ever um work with these people, but it's just like, come on now, you know, like you're 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 pushing it to a, a bit of an extent. And also, one of the reasons this thing came to me because I feel like it also matters about who is in charge of this posthumous album. When we saw Fifty Cent take control of that Pop Smoke one, it went well because he was going right by Pop Smoke and by the culture, the hip hop community. When I heard that snippet, I don't know if you heard. I believe I I talked to you about talked to us about you. I can't remember what you said uh, with the the with X's song with Kanye on Donda Two. Yeah, I don't know if have you heard the snippet of it. I haven't heard. I, I've heard a snippet with Rich the Kid. That's definitely- the snippet of that is so good, and it reminded me just how good X was. But it was so much better than what we ever heard in those works that his label and his mom mm-hmm. put out. Mm-hmm. And then it just made me think that like if a guy like Kanye was to take an album of X's work that hasn't been put out there, it would probably be much better than the label because the label is kind of just focused on the money. Mm-hmm. They're not focused on the the reputation, the art, the the work, you know, that type of uh, authenticity, the grind that comes in with the, the hip-hop culture, the hip-hop community. And it's just sad to think, but it's so, it's one of those things that's always been there. You know, money's yeah. always been the root of all this stuff, you know, as much as we hate to admit it. Yeah. And it's a really good marketing scheme because you know people are going to get excited. Like, exactly. When people pass away, exactly. you're going to, everyone's going to, everyone's going to hop on the bag and say, I'm so excited. And, you know, I hope, I have high hopes for King Von's this Friday because I'm sure Little Dirk is going to be I mean, that's what I was all over to... that and, uh, and and his gang there. His gang, yeah. all, all his boys. OTF, King I believe Von's all boys. of them would have. OTF. They probably all listened to it ahead of time and uh, made sure every song was, you know, good because if they didn't mess with it, they would be like, hey, you guys shouldn't have done this, didn't yeah. done that. Yeah, the track list hasn't been released yet, so I don't know how long it is, but I really hope. I'm hoping. I'm praying. Yeah, I'm, I'm praying that this will good. change the narrative. Hopefully, King Von, King Von Zaman. Juice World also had a. F- the first one was good. I I liked as well. Oh, yeah, and then he had that big. Wait, which one was it? The first one was like Legends, Legends Never, Never Die. I actually like. I'm not even a Juice World fan, and this is one thing with posthumous albums. I don't really. Well, I'm not gonna say I don't like, but I don't really listen to them that much, even especially if I never listen to the artists a lot. Like yeah. I never listened to Juice World a lot. Me neither. And I felt I felt like my. I'm just a per- personal opinion. I just I feel bad when I listen to an artist after uh, after they pass because they pass like you know oh they pass let me listen to their music and then I become fans I'm like I should have been a fan when they were alive you know I can't really I feel like a fake fan I don't know that's just me personally yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just my personal thing so I never really got to listen to Juice World's uh, work properly but that album was good I can't lie there's a lot of tracks that really um uh, made me you know mess with and uh juice. i really like that a lot i really like that a lot but yeah i agree you could uh, you could almost argue that juice world and uh young dolph you could take you could say the distinction between those because uh, because young dolph, Dun- wow young I dolph's album came of- out like a month later after he passed really fast so but they were saying that oh he was already almost done with his album so we just put the final touches on it and once again a lot of a lot of features but 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 I would I would say everyone you know got positive feedback. Everyone was saying good yeah. album, good album, good album. So you could tell the distinction between him and Juice World. You like say. one thing also to go back to X for a second, there was a track with him and Lil Peep that came out. I don't know if you remember this. Mm, I don't I don't think so. Ooh. And it was after they both passed away. Oh and wow! F- for me, at first, like I don't know the relationship they had. So if I'm if I'm wrong, um, I apologize for this, but. I didn't know if they were friends or not, and I felt like they weren't. And it felt like one of those things where both labels knew how much they these guys were loved by their fans and the kind of the community that they're in, because they're both in the underground type of rap, that SoundCloud era that came up, you know, that um, 
for lack of better words, I guess emo rap, if you know what I mean, like that type of like uh, sad type of dark rap. Ski Mask was with them too, Ski right? Ski Mask, you know, um, those guys, uh, Suicide Boys, Suicide those, Boys, that type of music. So, but it felt like you bringing those two together. They both passed away. It's more of like Lil Peep, one of the best uh, SoundCloud rappers who lo- uh, who lost his life. X, one of the greatest uh, SoundCloud rappers who lost his life. Both fan bases are similar. You know what? As labels, let's come together, take a verse from each of them that we have saved and put them into a song, even though they might have not ever worked with it. Mm. And that's something that rubs me the incredibly wrong way because we never know if these guys were going to ever work together. No, you don't know. It's crazy. Like like, like you said, Dua Lipa and uh, Pop Smoke on the track together. Yeah. Same example. You're taking two different completely artists and you're like, let's experiment and see them release this track. Let's mix it. And uh, let's complete it. It's really interesting. And it's a marketing scheme because Dua Lipa's it definitely is, definitely sitting is. at the top of the pedestal right now in uh, the UK. Yeah. Everything she puts out in the pop world. Well, she has worked with rappers like The Baby. And uh, I guess. Oh, she, yeah. With, uh, with Le- is it Levitate? Yeah, Levitate. Yeah. And I think she regretted it after he made those comments at. Uh, yeah. She came at him. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not working with you. Again. Even someone, I think. No, I believe it was Tory Lanez. He was on a song with someone. And it was that that person's like most famous song they've ever done. And then she like tried taking oh, him was off. It Ka- the... Was it Kalani? Not Kalani. It was like Kehlani? a like a not as famous artist. I forget her name. But uh, she took him off the song like to after because of the whole Megan Thee Stallion thing. And uh, I don't know why I even brought that up. That's just straying away off the topic. But uh, uh, that's yeah, that's I, something we have to talk about as well uh, in coming new, in coming future with things being mm-hmm. finalized and see what mm-hmm. that means. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, M M verse T Meg verse Tori. That's one of the biggest uh, high, not I wouldn't say highlights, but biggest storylines I should say of the past uh, year and a half. Past year and a Wait, half. Wait, it's been going on for a minute though, like twenty twenty, right? Yeah, because that's when he, re- he released the album called Daystar. Yeah, which, Daystar, which is all about Meg. All about Meg. No, I won't lie to you. That first song off that album is so fire. I think it's called Money Over Fallouts. I love that song. So the flow that he comes with it. Oh, you and I will go on a tangent over Tori I and Meg go, and what's hey, going on and, 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 and the hidden tangent. underlying I'm messages that Tori that, put. I know Megan fans are probably like, how dare you talk about Tory Lanez? I'm talking about his music right now. You know, I, I'm not saying I condone anything that's allegedly done to him. But then again, we live in a society where innocent until proven guilty. So I'm going to believe that he is innocent as of now. Yep. You know what I mean? I agree too. You know, Nikki and I respect both. You know, we still, yeah. we still respect Megan. Her grass is doing her thing. She made it. She made it. We're proud of her, but at the same time, she is taking the mainstream yeah, definitely, type, definitely, type of direction, definitely. which I understand. Meg's chasing the back. She's doing her thing. She's with uh, Fon- uh, what's the name? Partisan Fontaine right now. Oh, gosh. And, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens with this case. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. We're also going to see what happens with posthumous albums with this Vaughn project that Matt like, Vaughn, uh, reminds Vaughn, us that is coming out. Vaughn. <laughs> I've also never been a Vaughn fan like that, so I'll probably listen to it a bit and see if I mess with it going in. And maybe um, that might change my mind on things. If not, we'll see. But, uh, Malik, any other last-minute uh, thoughts you have towards uh, posthumous albums or any things that come to mind? No, I think just what record labels and uh, people in the industry have to do is just be a little bit respectful. Yes. Get, yes. get, get permission it's from like the family. Integrity. You pay know, homage integrity. and show a little bit of integrity. Yeah. I, that's the best way to put it. Integrity, integrity, integrity. Yeah, I remember oh, my school used to have, like, the character traits list. The character traits, yeah. And like we used to get awards like um like I guess I think it was like every month the we get awards based me, on like the word or whatever. Me too. I, I think I remember. what was the traits? It was like honesty. I remember it was respect, responsibility, empathy, honesty, perseverance. Dang, how do you remember o- all this? Optimism, courage. 
Wow, I did not. I thought it was like an acronym for something. I didn't remember. All I of think that. so. Wow. I think so. I remember the list because yeah, in our school, no, in elementary no, no, school, no, no. every month someone would get um, uh, nominated, no, that's and how, then they would have an assembly on it. That's how you know Malik won every single one of those characters. He remembered all of those. No, he, the only one I won, I remember. The only one I won was Optimism. <laughs> that's the one hey, I won. That's Malik it. is by far the most optimistic <laughs> no, person I've no. ever met. That's like grade three. If something like even when the Raptor actually, he's the most optimistic person I ever met when it comes to anything other than the Toronto Raptors. Even though this is a music podcast, whenever we talk about the Raptors, they could be up by 30. And he'll be like, I don't trust this team. They're going to disappoint me again. I'm like, bro, they're up by 30. There's two minutes left in the game. And he's there like, they've always done this to me. I hate my life. I'm like, I'm like, whoa, bro. It's okay. I did, I did do that. I remember after grade three and that, no more optimism after that. But, time, time's changed. Time but changed. anything else, this guy will have a smile on his face and we love it. You know you know what Nakeem won? I secretly snung into his school. I'm like, let's see what this dude's... What what's up. You know what Nakeem won? Nikim on respect, responsibility, empathy, courage, perseverance, the confidence. Confidence, absolutely. As I said in the beginning, Malik is a certified cabber boy. So. Lover boy. <laughs> but with that being said, that wraps up everything that we got to talk about. I don't think so. It's time for me to wrap. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about right there? You know what? I, I, I went off the top, off the dome. I was trying to rhyme, but that was garbage. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I was I was horrible. So now is now is Nakeem's time to step up in the mic. Oh my goodness! And I'm gonna be the DJ, and we're gonna run this track. Oh my god! You know I am not gonna like this. We actually have a way to play the beat while we're like you know talking, so we're not live beat anymore. Alive in live in action. I mean, we we should have a crowd right here for Nakeem. Nakeem. Please do, please don't, please don't. I'm. You're probably gonna hear booing right now in the background. Is what definitely I'm gonna be. Every, everyone, you're here, Malik. We want Malik. No, everyone. Malik, no, everyone. everyone's gonna cheer for you. Uh, like uh, when Tamar first returned to Toronto. Everyone's oh like, my ah. goodness. Or no, when Larry first returns to Toronto in when, April, um, people get cheer. They're gonna cheer for me like when Dragic first returned to Toronto. <laughs> Dragic, Dragic, yeah, Dragic, a boo. <laughs> uh, hey. Anyway, I, I'm probably gonna need a word because I I can't think off the top of my head, like a word to start off. Because hey, I haven't rapped in a while. I've never rapped on this podcast at all. Speaking about American it. Eagle. Wow, <laughs> I had to choose the most hardest. I said a word. Okay, 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 wait. Okay, Eagle, Eagle, Eagle. Okay, eagle. Eagle. Okay. With eagle. Eagle. We eagle. have Anthony in the studio with us. Anthony, where is it? We got we got Anthony in the studio. Like I, I was thinking beagle too. I was thinking I was, beagle. I was, I was thinking we were all thinking the same thing I was because they, I'm like I can't think of anything. Rhyme. All right, okay. The synonyms. Anyways. <laughs> oh, Anthony's spitting bars. Okay, and Anthony's better than everybody here. But I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the legal. I got a Corday J Cole beat for you because okay. you love those two, so it's gonna be very um uh, soulful. Uh, shout out that kid Goron. Okay. He's been doing this thing. Shout out to Sal's YouTube channel. The track is called Truth Be Told. Are you ready? Oh, I, no, I'm not. I'm definitely not ready. <laughs> he does not care that I'm not ready. <laughs> uh. This beat is smooth, though. Uh. Uh. Oh, well, this is going to be hard. Okay. Ooh, here we go. I'm waiting for the now. I'm waiting for the now. I'm waiting for the next time. Okay. Here we go. Not this one, the other one right after. Yep. <laughs> okay. First verse right now. Here we okay. go. Boom. 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 Yeah. 
in the studio Malik and me We recording the pod mm. About to go Shoot some shots And we going hard mm. I'm doing this I don't even rap on the mic mm. Everybody knows me And they know I'm not that nice But I do it any day Every way Any way that I say Yeah we doing it I don't know what I'm saying But I'm doing it uh. Hey Malik wanna take the mic Pass it off Pass the rock Hey. I don't even know what to say About to go on that dash relay Pick up a whip like a K What's the word I just say Delay, relay Pulling up with a shot I got a J A J. Cole Corday Truth be told On the beat I'm a freak I'ma lay your ass to sleep We in the stew I got Nakeem and Anthony Yeah we go and grind and shine And go with that, that two-tone drip Yeah I'm on the line Remember with those old school tracks we was talking about the rapping. <laughs> You're going good, bro. You're going good. I'm passing the mic back to Nakeem. Let's go. Hey, pass it back like we doing a drill. About to go take a pill. Yeah, Benadryl. Is Ooh. that even a pill? I don't know. Taking substance in the plane. That's illegal. <laughs> Boom. Hey, legal. Illegal, illegal, illegal. Hey, the thing is, the thing is, hey, Malik, the thing is, I've rapped before, and um, I've just, I've just, I, I just can't, I just can't do it, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing, how much, how much is left in the track? Yeah, Two minutes. Um, <laughs> that, that was very exquisite and professional, I have to say. I gotta say, that was, um. One of the most uh, tough, toughest things I've ever had to do. I don't know how you do this. Uh, just you know, on the on the dime, you'd be just chilling. All of a sudden, you just start freestyling. You know, you got talent. You got you're, talent. you're my role model, influence, and you're also my oh my boss, my boss. Hey, hey, Malik is his own boss. He's a boss man. But that being said, hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of the locker room right here on Spirit Live. Be sure to check us out next week. And we got another good episode for you. With that being said, it's been your boy Nakeem. It's been your boy Malik. Just see you on the next one. Later.